Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Michaela from MichaelaJ.com. I'm a manifestation mindset coach and blogger. If you're ready to dive in deep, get real AF about your beliefs, and manifest the life of your dreams, then you're in the right place. I'm dishing out everything you need to go from broke to bougie, first class to world class. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, what is up? So I'm pre-recording this because when you will be listening to it, I will be in Hawaii. I will be staying at the Ritz with my mastermind sisters. We're going to be plotting to take over the world basically, and it's going to be so fun. So high vibes. And I cannot wait to share all my takeaways with you. So if you haven't been keeping along on Instagram, definitely pop on there and I will have a highlight in case you missed the Hawaiian adventures. But I wanted to make sure I fit in this little intro for you and got in our spiritual splurge and all the goods. So really excited about today's episode. My friend just came on and it is so packed with so many stories and tips and just just is preaching about authenticity and living a life that makes you truly happy, which is a message that we don't hear all that often. Honestly, like we hear motivation and all that stuff, but we don't hear about just living a life that makes you happy. So I'm obsessed with this episode. Jess is so sweet, has so much knowledge and her backstory is crazy. So definitely a person you want to keep your eye out for. And today's uh, episode is sponsored by My Daily Ritual. More and more of you are getting your hands on this ritual and it's making me so happy to see your daily routines transform. If you don't know what I'm talking about, girl, I got you. So basically I pulled people on Instagram and like 85% of you did not have a daily ritual. And I was like, okay, this is a problem because you can't manifest the life of your dreams without a daily practice. And so I put together this mini course for only 37 bucks with 15 exercise, 15 plus exercises for you. It's three workbooks, two meditations to basically set up the perfect daily ritual. And may I say that my morning routine is hashtag life goals. So teaching you everything I know about morning rituals. So if you want to get your hands on that, if you don't have a daily ritual, honestly, what are you doing? Get it now. It's super easy. 37 bucks. And the link is in the show notes. So we have that. And then today's spiritual splurge is going to be this fun little tool I have called packing cubes. Okay. You guys know travel is my first love. I'm a hardcore traveler. And so this is a spiritual splurge you need to make. Why is this spiritual? What are packing cubes? Let's dive in. So packing cubes are little pouches. I'm holding one right now. They're little pouches that you can put your stuff in that organizes your suitcase. And these can come as like little zipper bags. They can be like squares or rectangles. I have a pack of seven that are all different sizes. And don't worry, I will have you linked. Um, I will have them linked up below in the show notes. Um, so you can get the exact one I have because it's white with cacti and it's super cute. But these are so efficient because one, you can pack so much because you can just jam pack it all in one cube, zip it up, and it's like compressed in that spot. 
Two, it's super organized. And three, you know you have all your stuff because they'll be organized in specific cubes. So how I do it is I take the biggest cube, put all my clothes in there, take the next size cube, and I do like pajamas, workout clothes, all the goods. And then I take the large zipper pouch and I will do like bras, underwear, swimsuits, socks, you know, all the stuff you need. Gloves if I'm going to Canada or somewhere cold. And then I do the smallest pouch as my technology pouch, okay? And so I put all my cords in there, like chargers, extra batteries for my camera. Um, I would do like pens and pencils in there sometimes if I don't want those just loosely hanging around my bag. But this is a spiritual splurge because, girl, once you get this organized when it comes to travel, travel is so stress-free because you know you have everything. You know everything is organized and where it needs to be. You don't have to worry about, like, will everything fit in my bag? Because you'll know because you know the sizes of your packing cubes. And if you're like me, you're really good at rolling all your clothes and shoving them into packing cubes. I actually have a video on YouTube of how I pack these. So I will make sure to put that below as well. All the links for you today. So get your travel packing cubes, roll your clothes, be stress-free. The more stress-free we can be in life, the happier we are, the happier we are, the more we can manifest. And I think that's pretty damn spiritual. So get your packing cubes. They're my fave ever. They literally make packing so easy, you guys. I, I mean... I could continue to preach about it, but I don't think I need to say any more. So let's just roll this episode, hang out with me on Instagram to see my Hawaiian adventures, and let's start to live a really happy freaking life. Let's go. Okay, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am really freaking excited for today's episode because I have my lovely friend Jess from Studio 99 here with me. She's one of my favorite Canadians. She does a million and one different things. Not only is she an Instagram coach, she, well, her whole thing is teaching women in business how to build a presence with a purpose. She's also a photographer. She also has a clothing line. She also has all these things and she's a mom of three boys. So Welcome to the podcast. Good morning. I'm so excited that we're doing this. Oh, I'm so excited too. And Jess and I actually got a meetup when I was in Vancouver, which was so amazing. It was the very first thing I did when I got there, other than checking my Airbnb, was throw on makeup, throw on clothes, be sweaty, and run down to her car. So... <laughs> It was I love it. And then you learn, you know, thankfully I picked you up because uh, you quickly learned about how we walk everywhere <laughs> here in Canada. <laughs> yep. Canadians are uh, very active, which we are not in the States. And so I was actually going to walk to meet her, but you know, I was sweaty, a hot mess and running late. So thank God she picked me up. <laughs> but I, think people, I think people need to know, like you were like, you looked killer good. Like you were in heels. Yeah and oh. like this cute outfit and like the mm -hmm. high bun and the whole deal. So it would have been, I mean, personally, I would have enjoyed if you had actually walked somewhere looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I can't even imagine. That would have been such a long walk for me too. I mean, there was like a shortcut to where we went in the forest, but like I was not going to walk through the forest looking like that. So <laughs> I mean, you could start a trend, but. <laughs> oh my God. Chic forest walks with Michaela. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I think this needs to be a series. Oh my God. It could have been in the vlog. Okay. Next trip. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So we're just going to dive straight in with our speed dating questions that I ask all of our guests that come on the podcast. So are you ready? I'm, I'm, I'm 
wake up ready. Oh yes. Okay. What's your horoscope sign? Oh, I'm a Scorpio. Yes. We love our Scorpio babies. Happy Scorpio season. Thank you. I'm so excited. My, my birthday too, I think because of your podcast and your presence, people need to know my birthday is 11. <laughs> it's what? 11, 11. <gasps> oh my God. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So I'll be releasing an 11, 11 sweater actually for my birthday this year. Oh my God. So freaking cute. And we'll have to have everybody wish you happy birthday on 11, 11, of course, okay. at 11, 11, whatever time zone they're in. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Okay. Are you a morning or a night person? Oh, the biggest struggle is that I'm both. Um, I'm naturally a, a, a night owl but I push myself to get up really, really early and do my meditation. So, you know, there's times I'm going to bed at 11 or 12 or 1230, and then I'm getting up at 430 or five. Um, and I'm not suggesting I'm getting out of bed because I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like running, I can reach over and run the diffuser and like put on a meditation. Totally. So yeah, both. I'm both. I love it. I in my more person. evolved age, I'm trying to be more of a morning person though. I think, ah. it, I think it, the calling is there. Like it's, it's, it's a thing for me, but I'm not quite fully in yet. Yeah. You just got to grow into it. Have you heard that like meditation is more effective between like three and 5 a.m. or something like that? Uh, yes. It's, I, I learned this in my teacher training. It's, okay. uh, I believe it's actually, it's been many, many years now, but I believe it's actually four to 7 a.m. local time, wherever you are. Okay. Yeah. Then, which is, I think around 10% of the day or something along those lines, if I remember right. Interesting. Do you know why that is? I know I've heard it, but I can't remember why. Um, I believe it is, um, the angles of the, I don't know, sun and the earth. And then of course there's not, a, you know, other people aren't up. Their energy's not, you know, around you. Like the very few people are up at that hour. Um, I'm just trying to think of the, there's an actual term though, Amrita Vela, I think it is. Hmm. It's an early morning meditation time. Yeah. I, I, when I got certified in Kundalini yoga, that was part of my practice was the, being at the studio at 4am for morning meditation. Holy crap. Okay. I yeah. didn't even know you were certified for Kundalini. Well, what the hell? <laughs> We're going to have to I, I, I couldn't tell you everything the first time we met. <laughs> oh my gosh. I freaking love Kundalini. Okay. Um, going on this early morning trend, um, do you have a morning practice? Yes. Um, do spill. Yeah. I mean, it really evolves around having three sons. I think <laughs> that's where it's really evolved for sanity and well-being. So I do like to get up, you know, quite early and do my meditation. Um, I like to then in time, you know, turn my, you know, my little bedside light on, do some reading. I'm really, really particular about what I give myself access to before, you know, the day starts. And to me, you know, that when the day starts, meaning the kids are dropped off at school, it's now my day to work. Mm -hmm. Um, so before that time, my, my interactions with other people are, are basically none, yeah. um, up super early meditation, always my diffuser runs, you know, pretty much 24 hours a day. I've got one in my office. I've got one, um, in my bedroom and they run all the time. Oh, I need to get uh, one. Oh yeah. Like candles, um, are a big thing for me. 
I think just, um, I've got a heart shape. I'm obsessed with heart shaped rocks. So sometimes I will hold my heart shaped rock cause it's huge and it's always really cold. So I'll sit, if, I'm a bit, if I wake up and I'm worried or my mind's racing, um, and I share this because I think this is how a lot of people getting into personal growth start. You wake up and already it's like this tsunami of yesterday's everything. Yeah. So if I wake up, which is now quite rare, but if I wake up in that space, I will, you know, grab that rock, hold it between my two palms in my, in my hands, and I will just sort of breathe and focus on clearing my head until the rock isn't cold anymore, which is just a few minutes. Mm. But that can feel like an eternity when your mind's racing and you're worried and, you know, ends aren't meeting and, you know, you've got texts you're avoiding or emails you're dreading. You know, when those, when that is what the state you wake up in, I mean, for one, there's no better time to start your personal growth journey. Mm-hmm. But that, grabbing that rock is a big thing. So now it pretty much just sits beautifully on my bedside table, but it's there for that reason that for a long time, it was what I grabbed in the morning to just slow down my, my brain. Um, yeah. Once I get the kids up, I mean, I, I have a flat screen TV in my room. I put, um, when I turned it on, it's hooked up to stream photography. So it's beautiful nature photography from around the world. And, uh, normally I play Abraham, a morning, uh, Abraham yes. morning rampage. And that's how my kids wake up is listening to a rampage. Mm. and uh it goes on from there and then it's just a you know a nude brawl to get them to school and uh, and then you know and then my day starts (laughs) oh my gosh I just love that and I love the rock thing we need to go back to that okay so is it like a crystal or is it just a rock it's uh no it's like a white I actually don't know what the stone is um I'll have to send you a photo later but it's some sort of white it's almost like a a white it's not a rose quartz, but it looks like a white version of a rose quartz, but it's a perfect heart. My boyfriend bought it for me up in Whistler. And, uh, it was when we first started dating and he texted me and he's like, I'm on this, you know, guy's ski trip. There was to be like no shopping for girlfriends, but I saw this store. I went in, he's like, and I know I love you. You know, I know he said something in the text, like, you know, you love somebody when you spend $80 on a heart shaped rock. Oh <laughs> my I was like, I mean, you're the one. Yeah. You are the one sold. <laughs> I love it. I love the rock. Oh so that's so sweet. And I love that you mentioned that like when people wake up and they're just living in the stresses of yesterday or the stresses of the future, it's like having that one thing that you can go to to clear that out is so important. And that's why morning pages is so important for me, like sitting down and writing down, writing out three pages in my journal every single day. Cause that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just like, that's like the exhale. You're like, okay, we're going to just put all this out and we're just going to let it go. And then we're going to start our day. I love that you said that it's an exhale because I mean, it really is. And when you wake up, just the tsunami, the flood, it just, you open your eyes and you're drowning already. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to jump out of bed. You're not inspired to get, you want to hide under the bed. Exactly. You know? So I, I, I love that because it is, it's like that morning exhale, just get the rest out, start clean slate. Yeah. And I think morning pages are like one of the big things that started my personal development journey. I think the first thing I ever did was, Oh, probably affirmations. And then I got into the journaling and did the morning pages. And once that became like a solid practice for me, I noticed such a difference. And when I don't do it now, my life's a hot mess. So I think that's a really good thing to have. It's like a staple. Just have that one go-to, whether that's morning pages, whether that's sitting with a rock or a crystal, just having that thing where you can exhale, where you can let it all go and start your day from like a more positive perspective rather than feeling rushed and feeling like a hot mess. 
Well, and I think too, I, you know, I think you, you will probably agree with this. When you have that one thing that works for you, it will very quickly, then the second thing will show up. Yes. And the third thing, and then all of a sudden you've got this 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning until 7 o'clock routine. Mm-hmm. That is two full hours of just self-love and growth and you're like ready for the day. And yes. rather than ready and getting out of bed tomorrow, you're actually looking forward to it. Oh my God. I'm like shaking my head. Yes. So hard over here. (laughs) Exactly. I'm always like, I love how you said the thing that works for you because it's going to be different for everybody. But then, yeah, you do always add on. And like my morning routine is so extensive. Um, All my friends are always like, Oh, your morning routine is goals. I'm like, I just keep finding things that work for me. You just got to find the one and just let it trailblaze through to the next and the next and the next. Uh, Absolutely. I love it. Love it. Okay. What is the favorite place that you've traveled to? Oh, hands down, Havana, Cuba, old Havana. Mm, Um, details. I went into old Havana, uh, not on an Air Canada, beautiful plane. (laughs) I went in from within the Caribbean. So I flew in from Nassau. Okay. I walked up to a small airplane, and I loosely use that word, that looked like it was in full retirement. Oh my God. And my boys were very, very young. Um, I had two of my sons with me. They weren't even, they were just about to turn one and three. Mm. And there was no like checking your boarding pass. There was no English to be honest with you. Um, there was literally a head count and it seated about, I don't know, two dozen people, maybe. It was it was quite an, just, just getting in, it was quite an experience. Um, and so, you know, by the time you, it was only, I think it was about a two hour flight or a 90 minute flight. And, you know, going up, I was given this little tiny um, plastic cup of rum, which of course is very inexpensive. It's made locally. Okay. Um, and they avoid, of course, the cola because it's incredibly expensive. And so like, I remember as the plane started like it's descent, then I was offered like this like shot of cola to go with like maybe two shots of rum that I had already drank. So it was already, <laughs> but uh, I was pretty sure that was the day I was going to die on an airplane <laughs> going into Havana. <laughs> Oh my God. But you know, when I rum, one shot cola, (laughs) honestly, I'm literally going to have to find the photo of the plane and I have a picture of the rum somewhere. Cause I literally was like, this can't be happening to me. Like, and it was, please send it to me. But it did. It happened for real. So when the plane got near Cuba and I saw the lush colors of green and there's this shade of orange, like I don't even know what it was, but in the farmland, like the shades of orange and green. I was in love. Like it was, even right now, it gives me goosebumps and I'm like emotional. Um, I've never been back every year. I want to go back. So that would have been like now my son's, well, so that was what in 2012. So six years ago. Okay. But you know, when I got there, it was, the whole experience was insane. The airport was an insane experience. Um, getting in the taxi with no car seats was ex- an experience holding my kids like in the backseat of a, of like this old classic car with no car seats. Um, I don't even know if there was working seatbelts. It was like a 30 minute drive. I was a lunatic taking pictures, managing two babies in the backseat of this car with like my Sony digital camera and my iPhone and oh my all God. these really, really crappy blurry photos of 
Okay, guys, we are back. <laughs> Justice Power randomly went out. We were rudely interrupted by Mother Nature and her great Caribbean story. So she's back lighting her house with candles. And <laughs> the last I mean, it's really romantic in here now. <laughs> oh, hell yes. And the last part I heard was you were like in the backseat of this car with no seatbelts and no car seats and taking pictures on this old crappy iPhone and then you cut out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what was going on. Driving into old Havana for the first time, um, I got all these blurry pictures of, <laughs> you know, buildings and, and um, you know, apartment buildings that look abandoned, but when you really look like there's people living in them. It was so crazy. It was such a surreal experience. Um, I think in those, I was there for five days and I think I took like 4,000 pictures or something. Oh my God. And so many of them are like not postable because they're like just blurry <laughs> or like, you know, I had like, a, you know, a leg wrapped around my toddler and like my baby on the hip and like a phone <laughs> in the hand somehow. Like literally that's how I captured life when I lived down there <laughs> because somebody would run away or, or you know, jump in the ocean and couldn't swim. And that was inconvenient. So <laughs> um, inconvenient. The whole, it, it, just, it just, you know, throws a damper on the day. <laughs> but um, yeah, like li staying there, we, I, I, the boys and I stayed right in old Havana, right near their like central park. And mm -hmm. um, I can't think of the name of the hotel. It'll come to me. Um, I think it may have been park central mm -hmm. and it like rooftop, pool rooftop restaurant you, you're like oh. sitting there eating these beautiful meals overlooking this city that like is just streets of you know broken down you know st stone buildings old buildings little shacks um I happened to be there the day that egg rations were given out oh. and so I walking the alleys saw people with like their 30 day portion for their family of eggs, like just stacks and stacks of them. Wow. And the people were so genuinely happy and friendly. Mm. And, you know, you would think, you know, you've got this so many limits put on you and, and rules put on you and, and freedoms taken from you. But there was such a freedom within that of just, simplicity I, I've got a photo I was watching these boys in this sort of square play a soccer game with a crushed pop can mm. and I remind my sons of that and I show them the picture from time to time because I sat there and my boys were little but they watched this game and the boys were maybe nine or ten years old yeah. and they were just pure joy it didn't matter that it was a pop can it, none of it mattered yeah and it was just, it was so cool. The whole experience of being there. I mean, the waterfront there, I bought art there that hangs in my house. Um, it's like can, painted on canvas, um, these really beautiful pictures that I bought right direct from the artist. Mm -hmm. And years later had them uh, mounted onto, um, you know, boards and, and framed. But just, you know, I, I, I wake there in my bedroom, actually. I wake up every single morning. That's the first thing I see. And uh, below it is a huge framed photo that I took of a Cuban flag. And then I have a little statue of a girl, like a, 
this like dancing day of the dead girl, which is like not Cuban necessarily, but it's like the day of the dead is probably one of my favorite times of year. Yeah. And um, yeah, like she's there and it's just, it's just, there's something about that place. Um, I read Cuba diaries that later that year and I've, I've reread it since. Um, which is written by an American woman who was an expat living there, and her story, of course, like it was, it's it's very relatable because I've lived I've lived as an expat in the Bahamas, so it's it's a comparable story to what I experienced. But just the way life runs there, um, and her sharing it, and her experience of moving, you know, to this country that her whole life she'd been, you know, heard different things about, and then going there and experiencing. A completely different life so it's just the country is incredible um you know I'm not really a resort person I'd rather stay right downtown in a city when I go somewhere but I the day I book flights back to Havana will be um a beautiful day because it's somewhere I've wanted to go back to ever since I mean when I was there I wanted to go back there and I hadn't even left yet <laughs> I love that oh my gosh well you'll have to go soon like we need updated pictures that aren't blurry <laughs> Well, yeah, now the kids are older, right? So they wouldn't be, uh, now they can just sit in the back seat with no seatbelts, not climb on me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they can manifest the parking spots. It'll be great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that. That is so cool. I visited Haiti in high school and I remember having kind of that similar experience where you're talking about like the boys playing soccer, the, like a can and just seeing stuff like that in Haiti and people were just so happy and it was almost like it just didn't matter to them. They were just happy to be there, to be doing what they enjoyed and grateful for another day. And it just is a wake up call for us a lot of times. It, it really is. And you know, it's a, it's a, a shame almost that when we travel to these places, often we go into a resort that's very, you know, it's very similar to our own life, you know, yeah. so we go into this resort and everything's, you know, perfect and brand new and there's food and the beach is perfect and everything's clean and, you know, the margaritas run free <laughs> and, you know, 24 yeah. seven. But, you know, when you actually walk the streets of a place, I've done this in Santo Domingo, I've done it in Nassau and in like the neighboring islands of, of, uh, of New Providence is the island where Nassau is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a whole different experience when you actually step out of those places, out of those resorts, um, and stay or, or even just visit where the locals actually are, because it's a whole different experience. You know, um, when you come off of a cruise ship, even in the Caribbean and in, say, Nassau, the the few blocks that you walk and buy your straw, you know, purse and, and get your, you know, senior frogs margarita <laughs> that has nothing to do with the people who live there. Like the, yeah. their life is completely, that's not a glimpse into their life by any means. So I, I think, you know, for, for people who are listening, who are travelers, you know, push, push that boundary because you know, seeing those places, walking those, and especially Cuba, like it's, it was so incredibly safe. I felt safe going out late with the kids, with my cameras, with all my gear. Mm -hmm. I had no fear. In fact, people were like incredibly friendly, helpful. The locals, there was only one woman who actually said no to me taking her photo and, and fair enough. She was like actually in her own house and I kind of waved at her through a window um, and then like <laughs> shook my camera. So, 
um, you know, it, people were so friendly and wanted to give you history and wanted to talk to you and know where you're from. And it was just, it was so mm. fascinating and just such a different state of mind. And now, you know, all these years later, six years later, the place I'm at now with my growth and my confidence and all of those things, I'd be really curious to go back now from my experience and what my experience would now be, because it would probably be an overwhelming one in so many ways, because I would ask more people to take their photo or, you know, walk further than I walked last time, because of course the kids are older and I mean, maybe maybe God willing, they won't even come. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it would be, it's a whole different experience. I think as you revisit somewhere as your own growth changes too. Yeah. Cause the experience is completely shifted then. So that would be super interesting. Absolutely. Super. Cool. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that happiness thing, like, what's that? Uh, is that now we all need to go to Cuba. <laughs> We need to go to Cuba, but I think what you said too with Haiti, like there's something similar there where there's just this genuine happiness for another day. Yeah. There's no hurricane. There's no disaster. You know, there's just a simplicity mm, and uh, it's almost like a freedom within a lack of freedom. Yeah, it's true. You know, or, or maybe freedom's not the right word, a freedom within a lack of resources. You know, you kind of keep your priorities a little more straight. Your priorities are very different then, of course, but yeah. they're also a little more straight. Oh, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, that is yeah. just so interesting. That is all of its own. That could be a whole other podcast episode we could talk about. <laughs> Perspective <laughs> and priorities and all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, now I need to go to Cuba. Going to add that to my list. So. All right. Let's let's manifest it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. What is the coolest thing you've manifested? Um, being a hundred feet from Axl Rose at a concert. Oh my um, gosh. Last year. <gasps> okay. Tell um, the story. Yeah. How did that happen? So, I was um, turning forty, and. I had, um, you know, a few days, a, a trip to Vegas. Fun. So uh, one of my best girlfriends was also turning 40. And so off we went and <laughs> flying in the whole purpose. We wanted to see Guns N' Roses where, you know, we're, we're moms. Um, we don't get away from the kids a whole lot. So we were <laughs> excited to like literally, you know, two, three days, drink coffee. The whole thing's going to be hot in our hotel room. We like eight in the room. We had so much just quiet time and laid in bed at laid in our beds and giggled and girl talked. And there was no kids interrupting us. Like literally, I don't even know if we had the curtains open, to be honest. With you. <laughs> we were just so like happy with, with the quiet and the lack of humans demanding our, our attention. Yeah. So <laughs> we flew in um, with the goal of seeing Axl Rose. It was a sold out concert. There was not a ticket on Craigslist. There was not a ticket anywhere. We get to the airport. Um, our flights got delayed. Mm. We got into San Francisco late. Those flights got canceled. Oh. And the concert was the next day. And this is now like, I don't know, 7 or 8 p.m. Mm. And so we walked up to the ticket booth of the airline. And the woman's like, you know, there's no way you're getting there tonight. Like, we'll have to do this and that. And it's natural causes. So we don't put you up in a hotel. Like, so either get a hotel or sleep in the airport. Oh. And I was like, mark my words, I'm <sighs> sleeping in the Luxor tonight. Right. So we went back to the gate 
and we waited. We were put on two separate waiting lists. We were given boarding passes. We were like, you know, 14th and 15th down the line for like getting on standby. So sure, well, sure enough, enough, we ended up on the same flight that night and um, get into Vegas. It was like almost midnight. So we, we sleep, we go like, we didn't even want to eat dinner at that point. I think we had maybe like found <laughs> nachos or something. We like, you know, threw on TV, probably sex in the city, like curled up in our beds, fell asleep as exhausted moms with the TV on, nachos <laughs> in our bellies, super happy. We get up the next day late with no alarms. I went to Starbucks. We, you know, back up to the room. We just, you know, had like loaf and coffee in bed. We just had the best time. Oh, amazing. So the afternoon rolls around. We're still, I'm like refreshing every browser, every Craigslist, everything. There's not a ticket to this concert. So we get dressed up and I actually did an Instagram story of it. And I was like, look, like our flights in here were canceled. Here we are in Vegas. There's no tickets. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So the coolest thing about this was I actually documented it in real time on my Instagram story. Oh, love that. So off we go to the concert. We get to the gate. The woman, I'm like, look, is, is there no ticket? Like, is there nothing? She goes, there's eight tickets. They're like 80 bucks a piece. We'd agreed we were paying 50 because they were going to be terrible tickets. She goes, they're 80 bucks. Blink of an eye. I'm like, we're done. We're in. Let's do it. <laughs> two tickets. Right. So I've got the two tickets. I take a photo of the tickets. We're walking into T-Mobile Arena. And um, I've got these two tickets. They're literally, and I'm not kidding, like two or three seats from the ceiling. Like they're, you can't even <laughs> see Axl Rose. Frankly, you can't even see the TV with Axl Rose on it. But we didn't care. We were going to hear him live. So I say to the woman, as we're going up the like escalator to the rooftop, it felt like, uh-huh. I say to this woman, like, look, is there a beer garden? Is there a glass of wine up there? Like, is there anything? And she's like, I don't know. She flies down this woman, says, here's my manager, ask her. And I said, you know what? I want to hear him. They were just starting. I said, we're here for our 40th birthday. You know, we left the kids at home. Our flights were canceled. 20 minutes ago, I had no ticket. I don't even care if there's wine. I don't even care if I see him. I'm going to hear him live. That's good enough. She's like, really? She goes, come with me. So she says, like, it was like a double escalator. And she says, I call this my escalator to heaven mm-hmm. and she brings us to our seats and she says can you see the stage and I said no and she said can you even see a screen here frankly I said no I can't she's like give me your tickets so my girlfriend had the tickets hands her the tickets uh-huh. she's like come with me so we walk on this I don't know eight minute walk I'm in heels like like a fool and my girlfriend's in like <laughs> class which is incredibly smart but uh we walk with her you know seven eight minutes behind this curtain down these stairs this dark thing she pulls this curtain she put us a hundred feet from the stage oh my god at this point my girlfriend is like sobbing in pure (laughs) joy and I'm like pull yourself together you're embarrassing me (laughs) and this woman is like enjoy the show happy birthday oh my god what an experience. So we saw the show. We had no wine. My feet hurt. We, nobody, we didn't care. Like it was, we danced, we sang, you know, we, we just, you know, we cried through songs. Like it was just so incredible. And um, there's a clip of me. I, I did it on Instagram from those seats. And I'm like, we made it. Like, I can't believe wow. this. Oh, it was incredible. God. Probably the coolest thing. I don't even know what those tickets would have been worth, but I mean, probably yeah. the coolest thing that's ever happened that I've ever manifested as of yet. Oh my God. I love stories like that where it's like against all odds. You're like, there's 
there's no way this could happen, but you're like, I'm going to do it anyways. And then it just happens every time. Well, yes. And you know what? The coolest thing is I mentioned in the beginning, I'm in my Canadian, uh, my red plaid today, which is totally my thing. Um, <laughs> on the stage, Oxla Rose changed, you know, like a diva about 74 times. But when we got there, he was in red plaid. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Holy shit. Okay. Love that. Oh my God. I want to dive into it more, but we need to get through these speed dating questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite luxury splurge? Oh, I'd have to say hotels. Oh. Um, yeah. I, there is something about staying at a hotel that I have loved since I was a little girl. Mm. It is like my love language, I think. Um, my first memory of being in a hotel, I was about six and I grew up in Ottawa um, after, uh, sorry, actually before Ottawa, I lived in, I, my hometown is Sudbury, Ontario, the big nickel. Mm. And we had gone from Sudbury to, um, I believe, Ottawa to visit family and then to Toronto. So my mom took me there and we stayed somewhere downtown in this beautiful hotel. I remember there it being beautiful and I remember there being a pool, which was very cool inside, an indoor <laughs> pool. But those little, have you ever had those little Andes mints? They're like a mint oh, chocolate. Yes. Okay. So those are, remain to this day to be one of my favorite, um, I was going to say candies or chocolates, but favorite foods. Let's call yeah. it what it is. <laughs> and probably because in the hotel, there was little Andes chocolate mints on my pillow. Oh, cute. And so I love hotels. I love getting away to Seattle for a night with my boys. I take mm -hmm. them, you know, as often as I can. We just, and they love it now. Like they are just like, when can we go? Like we just, <laughs> it's only, you know, an hour and a half from home. We drive down, we check in. I work poolside. I swim with them. They watch a movie on TV. You know, we go grab dinner. We just kind of do nothing. And it's the yeah. best. I love hotels. Um, I shoot boudoir in a hotel in Yale town. Oh, and um, cool. that's where you should be staying next time you visit us in, here in Vancouver. I know. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a boutique hotel with like scent technology like they do in Vegas. It's insane. Oh. Like you will not want to leave. So just bring enough clothing to never leave. Um, but I love, I love hotels. <laughs> love hotels. I just, I would say travel and flights in general. But if I had to pick mm -hmm. one splurge, it would be, you know, if it's a hundred bucks at a night, one night away, and I've got the time to escape with the kids, like I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Mm, I love hotels too. They just feel so yeah. luxe and it like, it can literally be down the street, but you're like, okay, I needed this. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely. There's literally a hotel across, like probably 240, you know, feet from my house. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, so I don't know what that is, 80 meters or something. And my kids are like, why don't we just go stay there? I'm like, listen, like, <laughs> it's a little close to home. <laughs> you guys would probably walk. We would probably drive over there, but yeah. <laughs> but it's close. This is a, tr this is a true story. <laughs> Amazing. What, okay. But what's your splurge? I want to know what your splurge oh. is. Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, Not to like turn the interview on to you, but. No, it's fine. Probably travel. Travel is my first love. I will spend thousands of dollars on travel and I do not care. It's just 
it's my love language. I love to get getting to like explore new places and just getting outside of my comfort zone because I'm such a change junkie. Like I love change. I love rearranging things. I love redecorating, redoing my closet. And so when I'm traveling, it just puts you outside of your comfort zone. And I love that. And so I think it's like one of the best things you can spend your money on because it's always a growth experience too. So it's like, you're investing Absolutely. in yourself and having a good time and you're getting out of like your hometown, especially like being in Nebraska. I'm always, well, I'm not always bored because I do a million things, but it's like not interesting here. So I think travel would definitely be mine. I love it. Yes. Okay. What is your okay. favorite book? My favorite book. I'd have to say the Celestine Prophecy pops my list. It is a book that I can read, um, you know, front to back or um, having read it now numerous times, I can just flip open to, um, you know, any given chapter. Um, the fourth, the fourth, um, you know, prophecy is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say Celestine Prophecy. It's, it's, it's my jam everybody always gives such interesting book recommendations. Like I always, I literally always buy the book after people tell me. So that's going to be my next book purchase. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think we talked about that when we met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, it's definitely, it's definitely a, um, the insights in it are, are incredible. And once you've read it once, I mean, you can go back and just revisit. Um, or I think I said fourth prophecy. I think it's, I think they call them insights, oh. but, that you can go back to and revisit any one and it's just, and then you just really relate life to it. Um, it's just incredible, but it is one of those books I picked up many times over many years and it was just not the right timing. And my mom always said, if you pick up a book and it's work, it is not the right timing. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally read it, it was like a matter of <laughs> days and I blew through it cause I'm an avid reader. And I was like, what was the big deal? Right. So, That's so weird. Know, never, never, never like recycle or burn the book. If you pick it up and it's work, just put it aside <laughs> for a few months and try again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just wait. That's exactly how I was with the year of yes by Shonda Rhimes. The first time I picked it up, I was like, I can't do this. I don't like this book. And the second time I picked it up, read through it in like three days. So <laughs> I love it. People. Okay. Our last speed dating question. We are finally getting through them. Um, what is your go-to coffee order at the moment? Oh, a large coffee, three cream, one and a half sugar. Oh, we love it. It's simple, but high meat. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And is that, I like Starbucks or do you have like a favorite coffee shop by you? Um, well, you know, in my, in my red flat and my hunter boots, I go over to Tim Hortons normally. Okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. Timmy's. <laughs> yes. Now if I'm, if I'm at home, um, and I make coffee, I make a Starbucks, um, Pike's place roast. Mm. I roast it. Um, I, I grind it super fine and make it really, really strong. And yes. I will put a scoop of chocolate protein powder in my coffee mug, pour oh. in the coffee and like whisk the the protein powder so that it's um you know no chunks or anything mm-hmm. and then I put like a dash of non-dairy milk in it like normally either um almond milk or a coconut milk or a soy milk sometimes mm-hmm. um just a dash of that in no no added sugar just the protein powder and the and the dash of whatever non-dairy I'm using interesting okay I'm gonna have to try yeah. that I've never put protein powder in coffee I never thought of that oh the the chocolate protein powder is incredible. And normally, 
um, once our Canadian Thanksgiving, back to school to Canadian Thanksgiving, which is like the <laughs> second Monday of October, um, as you now know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, that was how you found out I was Canadian because I was making a turkey and you were like, yep. what's up? Like, what are you doing? I was like, so, oh, um, okay. that time of year is all comfort food and lots of pumpkin pie and pumpkin cheesecake. And so after that, I pretty much clean up my diet from then until December when it's also turkey season. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what I, that's what I drink at home as a pretty um, tasty, but clean coffee with no added sugar. All right. Well, I'm going to try that literally tomorrow, maybe this afternoon. I will let you know how I yeah, like let it. Me know how you, let me know how you like it. Oh, good. Okay. Now we're going to dive into everything you're all about, which is Instagram everything. And I want to start off with you giving us kind of the lowdown on your personal development journey, because I know that you like to bring in mindset with your Instagram teachings. So tell us a little bit how you got to where you are. Um, I think the biggest piece of personal growth for me came, um, raising my sons, you know, completely on my own five years ago, my personal growth journey really, really, really started. My boys were two, four and 14 and everything was on my shoulders mm-hmm. and all of my dreams, all of my goals, the life I dreamed of creating for you know myself and the kids was now like solely on my shoulders. There was nobody to fall back on. There was nobody to lean on. And so motherhood is really was like what lit a fire under my ass to get my personal growth journey off the ground. Mm. Because I thought I better become the kind of woman I want my sons to look for um, qualities. I want to show them qualities in a woman that I want them to look for in a partner. Yeah. I want to create a home of, you know, comfort and ease that they love the feeling of so that they seek that feeling when they, you know, are are young men and, and adults. Mm-hmm. and and value and value it so sometimes when they're just comfortable on the couch you know on a Saturday after soccer I'll say you know like do you feel that feeling like do you do you feel that right now like that's comfort mm-hmm. it's like you know the window's a little open so you can hear the rain and the fireplace is going and obviously it's electric and <laughs> you know there's candles lit and there's like something warm on the stove maybe the soup or something and you know, it's just uh, baking maybe a loaf or something like a pumpkin loaf. It's mm-hmm. that feeling like we create that as mothers. And I think it's really, really important um, to teach for me being a mom of only boys. I think yeah. it's really important for me to teach them that this is a thing. And there's nothing wrong with that balance. I don't think with that, you know, male and female balance of bringing that comfort to somebody because there's things then, you know, the, the boys, I mean, it might be a bit stereotypical, but you know, they kill spiders and they, you know, <laughs> buy things for me. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me being afraid of spiders and you killing it. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay. I'm giving you permission to be a little boy. Right. And yeah. It's, it's a positive validation for them. So I think for me, my sons is, is my three sons are the biggest piece of inspiration for personal growth. Um, within that, finding my voice, figuring out what it was that I was supposed to do with that, to set that example, took years. I mean, I would say, I would say turning 40 was a big deal for me, which was, you know, 
November 11th of last year. So mm-hmm. almost. And I really came up to 40 with like, I thought my life would be in a different place. I didn't think life would look like this. Am I doing what I want to be doing? Am I like, I'm not where I wanted to be financially. I'm not where I want to be in, you know, many places in my life. Having said that, I was happy. I was happy. But I had the idea in my head that like, I would now be married and own a home with somebody and um, be traveling, you know, seasonally with the kids and seasonally without the kids. And I had this whole idea of all of these things. I don't know where the hell it came from. (laughs) None of, most of it was not happening, but I sat back and said, and I went, you know what? I truly believed I was on the path to get there. I mean, wonderful man in my life, wonderful kids, lots Mm -hmm. of passion, lots of talents that I can see because people can have passion, but not know their natural talents. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. just spinning your, your wheels in mud. Like you don't really know what to do with them. And Mm -hmm. that can be a big piece of learning. So for me, I was really blessed and felt very, very grateful that I knew my passions and my talents and I wasn't afraid of that voice and what it looked like and as I did people's headshots and they would come to me and ask me questions I really started sitting back looking at the questions I was getting which is what really sparked um the program I wrote for Instagram and working with women and now this 2018 year up to date like really refining what does that look like So when I have people tagging me and sending me pictures of their self-care routine, when they're telling me they stepped out of their comfort zone, when they do a post and then they send it to me and they're like, this made me feel like sick to my stomach, but oh my God, I hit publish, I hit send. Mm -hmm. Um, You inspired this. That's, I mean, you know, I don't believe we really need anything validated other than our parking, but it is a piece of validation, Mm -hmm. a positive piece of validation where they're like, oh, like I actually did inspire what, what I'm doing. I inspired somebody else to do. So I think personal growth got me to the place of speaking the voice, the truth, um, pushing people for growth. Cause you know, I can teach anybody, whether it's a food blogger or you have a small storefront business of, you know, sassy, you know, ceramic mugs, or you're a personal trainer, no matter what your jam is, if you do not get on the train of personal growth while building your presence, you will hit a wall. Some fear will come up. What will my partner think? What will my mom think? What will my so-and-so think? Is this too blunt? Is this too bold? Am I oversharing? Or the worst, worse than all of that, am I not fully speaking all of the truth? Am I holding back? You know, and so, you know, working with people, teaching them caption styles and getting out of, they're just pushing the boundary just a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. starting where you're comfortable and then pushing it just a little bit, bit by bit by bit, and just to keep going. Um, I think that's where, you know, being a mom, that's very, very important for me to be authentic, to have that voice. I mean, I'm very passionate being the mother of three sons. I'm very passionate about women, Mm -hmm. not girls, not girls, women. So, you know, when I, when I write, I write about, you know, women, like be the diamond in a sea of glitter. Like you ever tried, I mean, you don't have kids, but like, have you ever tried, <laughs> have you ever dumped glitter in a carpet and tried to clean it up? Uh, impossible. 
no, like you need to, you need to like burn your house down and move. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then it's like somewhere <laughs> you're, you're still going to move and it's going to be in something still. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at my sons, I'm like, there are girls and there are women. And I want you to seek a woman in your life. Not a girl who's going to be glitter and like mess it all up. That's not what you need. <laughs> and I'm very, very passionate about this. But, you know, all I can do with that is encourage women to, you know, to grow and be women and know their presence and start, you know, dropping all of the nonsense. And that just comes from a place of personal growth. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like, if you don't do the personal growth work with it, you will run into those walls because we all have so many fears underneath the surface. And if you're not picking through those and proving them wrong and calling yourself out on your bullshit, like you're going to stop, you're going to get stuck and you're going to make yourself stuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where, um, when I started teaching my Instagram program, which I wrote as like a four hour workshop, mm-hmm. when I started teaching it and I started observing the people who are, you know, actually implementing what I've taught them, I was noticing them getting stuck at different places. And when I was like, Hey, like, mm-hmm. what's up? You know, I kind of check in with them. They were like, Oh, you know, like this very surface answer. And I really started digging and looking into it. And then I went, Oh, you're afraid. Mm. It all came down to fear. And so that's where now, now I'm looking at pairing my program with some personal growth because, you know, really the two go hand in hand. Your presence, no matter what, needs to be purposeful. It needs to be authentic. I don't care if you're making money, if it's a hobby, just because you are passionate about it. If you are volunteering and doing good work, no matter what that talent is that you are using, it all comes down to an authentic presence and having a, one with purpose to inspire others to do the same thing on whatever their path and journey is. I love that. And it's on this topic, what is living authentically like mean to you? What is like living that authentic life, being your authentic self and building a presence with purpose? Like what does that all entail? I think for me, it means, you know, not, um, Living an authentic life really comes down to moment to moment, you know, everything, everything I do, Mm. does this make me happy? And if it's a no, you know, visiting that and seeing um, how to either change that um, or evolve it somehow and and make it into a yes or, Mm -hmm. or recognizing that I need to drop it. So and what I mean by that as an example, because I said this to somebody last week and she was like, oh, I don't even know what that means. Like you can't <laughs> like everything you do. You can't be happy with everything. Right. And I said, well, actually I am. I mean, pretty much I'm happy. I don't do anything I'm not happy about. Now, do I like cleaning washrooms? Absolutely not. <laughs> it is like the bane of my existence. However, I love having a clean washroom. Yeah. So you know, you, you, you can quickly, you literally anything you can turn around if you really have the mindset to, to do so. And, mm. um, I mean, it's obviously, it's a, it's a goal of mine very, very soon to, you know, have, a, have, a, um, you know, a housekeeper and never, ever clean a washroom again. And, <laughs> and for me, part of the driving factor of that is not to go with some big company, but to actually help a woman who's got a small business that somehow it, it actually helps her life you know, yeah. where I can pay her well and she's in this beautiful space and maybe she leaves inspired, right? Mm-hmm. It's all so about perspective. 
it, it really is. So I think living an authentic life, it sounds simple and quick and easy or dreadful, depending on where you are on your journey. When I say it comes, living an authentic life means not doing anything I don't want to do. Um, either that's going to be inspiring or you're going to be like, you know, yeah. lighting your computer or whatever you're listening to this on, on fire going like, that's not actually possible. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it but it is quite possible, and and I think it just comes down to honesty and just not doing things you don't want to do. Life, like you can't be filling your day with things that you don't want to do. And if you're in a job that you hate and it does not bring you happiness, well, then you need to start like, okay, you know what? I'm here because I need the money, mm-hmm. and I'm I love that, and I love that I know that I don't want to be here. So now I'm going to start looking for what I need to be doing. Yeah, just reframing it you know? for where you're going next and how you can use the present moment to get you there instead of just being like, oh, Absolutely. I have a job, uh, but I have to work and blah, blah, blah. You know, literally reframing that and be like, what would feel better and how can I lean towards that more? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, so can you give us three quick tips for living more authentic lives? Three quick tips to living an authentic, more authentic lives. So number one, start your day off like we already talked about with a routine that fills your cup. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my, my sons know I often am like, if I think this whole ship's going down, you know, if my <laughs> cup is empty, I cannot pour into your cup. Yeah. It is this common language for them. Um, So definitely starting your day with a routine that fills your cup, that fulfills you and working towards um, not wait, not, not waking up with that tsunami of stress, you know, because that is what this routine is going to create for you. It might take a few days. It might take a few weeks. It might take a few months, Mm But that split second decision, when you have that good feeling, that, that great feeling that you go, oh, this feels good. And then, you know, you blink and the flood comes in. Your goal is to live in that good feeling and to overcome that. And I mean, so many of us avoid paperwork. We avoid, I mean, I have my own things in my life that like, I, I'm like, oh, backward or that, you know, but right (laughs) now I can say I've pretty much got everything cleaned up in my life. Like there's, you know, the odd paperwork thing or what have you, but I don't, I don't wake up normally with any of those things when they, when they do come up, I'm like, okay, that came up this morning. So I'm going to, I'm going to note it and I'm going to do something about it, mm-hmm. you know? So starting the day like that with that good routine, if it's just put a candle and a lighter on your bedside table. And when you wake up in the morning, light it. If it's prepping your diffuser with lavender or rose or whatever the oil you love is and clicking it on, do that. If it's listening to something, I mean, YouTube, you don't need to have a lot of money or resources to do this. Go on YouTube. It's, you've probably got Wi-Fi. Go on YouTube, yeah. you know, morning meditation plus love, plus happiness, plus, you know, well-being, plus personal growth. Any of those, you're going to have, you know, like 6.2 million things come up. Pick one. <laughs> right. There's so many Honestly, free like resources. The, like the, the excuses are, are a real thing, right? Like the struggle is real. Well, the excuses are real too, but like <laughs> don't buy into your excuses because you have YouTube, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, after your morning routine, I would say set your intention to live a day of your dreams. So mm-hmm. if you are, again, not in that job that you love, 
start figuring out, like, if you need to stay there for, you know, the pension or the benefits or your stability for your family or whatever your reason is, that's okay. But then recognize that you need to find all the reasons you love being there. And if you cannot, and it's truly not your path, get off of it and figure out. I mean, the champagne diet, she, Kara, is a perfect example of this. I mean, her story, as you know, you, you, you're familiar because we're both big, you know, girl, girl boss fans of her. Yes. <laughs> I mean, her own story, I mean, five, six years, I believe she worked at a job that wasn't fulfilling her in the way she wanted while she built the side hustle, which is now her entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six that's years okay. she was at MTV. There you go. Six years. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's a big piece of inspiration for people is, you know, make your day, your nine to five, fulfill it with happiness. Because if you cannot find the happiness in whatever it is you're doing, you, number one, you can't bring more happiness. And two, you will not be inspired outside of the nine to five from the five to nine to pursue a side hustle. That's how my clothing companies started. I had this, this little dream, this little idea that this, this would be really fun. And I thought, you know what, I need to get on this. And I just, I started it. It was a little creative outlet. It brought in, it, it ended up bringing in good money, which is an awesome, you know, plus but I love it. When women write to me and they're like, that is the best sweater I've ever seen. Like it just, it's, it's awesome. It makes, it fills me with so much happiness that I made them laugh, made them smile, what have you. So number one, have that morning routine that fills your cup. Number, and it may seem selfish, but being selfish is okay. Because if you are not selfish and self-loving and self-caring, you cannot take care of anybody else. This is like the airplane, put your mask on first. Yes, exactly. I feel like a lot of people forget that. And it's like, just fill up your cup first, because that's how you will serve this world in the best way possible. If you're sleeping four hours and chugging three cups of coffee because you're falling asleep at work or at school, like you're not doing anybody any good. You're not. And I think moms are the worst for um, that excuse, but the kids, but the kids, but the kids, the kids are going to be fine. And if you have a mental breakdown, you have done them no, no justice. Mm -hmm. You've done them no service. You've done them no good. They need to see you full. You yeah. know, there's times I put myself in a timeout. I'm like, I'm going, I'm in the worst <laughs> mood. You guys are naked, angry, and too loud, and you're <laughs> too fast. Like, I need to check out of this. So I will be in my room for five, 10 minutes. I'm going to bring <laughs> a little glass of wine or a cup of tea. And when you're ready to match my vibe, you can come in with a book. If you're not, I'm going to refill my cup and I will see you downstairs in 10. Hmm. moms need to do that. And it is hard. It is hard to be drained. It is hard to set boundaries. And I am by no means saying that it's perfect in my own life because it's not. There are days I cry as a mom. There are days I, they have like, there are days those kids dump my cup and shatter the glass. I'm not going to lie. And then I'm like, wow, well that didn't work for me. (laughs) And now as you grow, those days become fewer and fewer and fewer. And, you know, and then I can, you know, use that language with them and be like, get your hand off my cup. I'm going to all see you in 10. <laughs> so fill your nine to five with happiness and gratefulness and, you know, gratitude for what you have and what you're doing. And if it's not what you want to do the rest of your life, start a side hustle, whether it's a side hustle of just time committed to personal growth to figure out what else it is that would fulfill you. If it's making handmade soap on the weekends and selling it, 
if it's volunteering, I mean, now I'm volunteering as a soccer coach. I didn't see that coming in my life two months <laughs> ago. Um, you know, but it's so fulfilling. It's probably the most fulfilling thing. And people would look at my Instagram or my life and go, how in the hell do you have time to coach a soccer team yeah. with no experience coaching soccer? I didn't even know the game. And now I'm a coach. <laughs> and frankly, for all you moms who are listening, um, we are undefeated. I have coached, not only have I coached, I am coaching an undefeated team of little boys. It's incredible. (laughs) And right. So number two is definitely fill your nine to five with happiness, whatever that looks like. If it's a job you hate, but you don't want to be homeless, then love the paycheck and start being grateful for it and find good. When I was in, um, a normal, you know, nine to five job. I was in medical aesthetics. I managed uh, medical laser clinics. So, you know, Botox, all the fun mm-hmm. things. And um, every Friday we had fat Friday, we'd bring in, you know, donuts or candy or whatever, you know, and I just, that's how I created that space for the staff to just, you know, is there a client who's annoyed you this week? Is there a client? Like, what would you have said to her? Could you just, you know, have said whatever you wanted? I gave them the space to do that. So yeah. if you're a boss, bring in fat Friday, bring in, you know, a box of donuts or whatever. If you're an employee, suggest it or just start doing it. Everybody likes a donut. (laughs) I mean, honestly, just show up, show up and see what happens. And you will start to create a better space that you're in nine to five. Mm -hmm. Number three, what would my third tip for living authentically be? Be selfish. Mm, Be completely selfish in in your, we covered the morning routine, we covered the nine to five. So be selfish with the rest of your time. Be in courses, be always learning um, Mm -hmm. in whatever format that looks like for you. Figure out how to have things to look forward to in your life that bring you happiness, because that starts to snowball. Oh, you know, it starts to snowball and it will change your life. If you can, if you can get on these three, you know, un- unintentionally, I think what I just did was actually split the three ways to live authentically into a morning, daytime and evening weekend routine. <laughs> Pretty but, what better, but what better way to do it? Yeah. It you know, your um, whole life. it will literally change your life. So there's no excuse. There's no, there's, there is enough time. There's, you know, you, you can do this. If I can do this, raising three kids on my own and building a business, like mm-hmm. literally anybody can do this. And I'm still in courses. I'm wrapping up two courses right now. By Sunday, I'm hoping to start um, three more online courses. And does it look like what I thought where I'd be like in a, in a different setting? No, but who cares? I have mm-hmm. got so much knowledge under my belt because I'm committed to learning. And what, when you take a course, it inspires other things to happen. You know, it's that snowball effect. Um, I just wrote a post about this yesterday where I smashed my thumb on my steering wheel. I don't know if you saw it or not. And I literally think I almost like sprained my wrist doing it. I I have no idea how the momentum of my body jumping in my car hit so hard (laughs) onto my (laughs) steering wheel. And it's like, you know, then I've got this pain, my hand's numb all day, it's tingling, and now it's up into my elbow today, and I'm like, one little thing affected my typing yesterday, and then it's throbbing, that it's so dramatic, I'm like putting ice on it, and then I got a yeah. coach soccer last night, and I'm like, well, I'm not wearing a tensor bandage, and all, like, all these little boys are going to ask me what happened, and it's embarrassing, <laughs> I hit my thumb, but now I'm 40, so now that's like an injury in my life, <laughs> like, you know, so 
I wrote like this one little thing, like a thumb. It's just a thumb. Yeah. And it screwed up my whole day. <laughs> but also one little step in the right direction also snowballs into a positive thing. You know, get that extra cup of tea if you need it in the afternoon. Light the extra candle. I mean, I have the candles because my power is still out. <laughs> but light, light the candle to bring yourself just that little bit of peace. You know, I have little sticks of essential oils in my car, on my desk, in my room, every, in random pockets and jackets. Everywhere I have got a stick, um, like a little roll-on stick of essential oils, and I breathe them a hundred times a day, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I believe that. Right? I mean, you've met me. I'm a bit eccentric like that. Yes. <laughs> those, those little routines in your day will snowball into, you know, six months from now, committing to lighting a candle and rolling essential oils onto your hands and inhaling it. Mm, so. You have no idea how big that will change your life. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned taking courses and always learning because I think that is so important. And I actually just went um, live in my Facebook group yesterday and talked about ways that like action steps of things you can do to raise your vibration. And I said for like an extensive thing, if you have a good chunk of time to take a course, like just get so obsessed with something and learn everything about it. Like read, get on YouTube, buy a little mini course, take a full group program, like just totally engulf yourself in a subject and get lost with it because you really don't know like how it's going to change your life and where you're going to be when you finish that book, when you finish that course. And I think that is so important for our growth. I, I totally agree with you. I love that you said get obsessed with it because that's something it's like, I write on my Instagram stories all the time, you know, photos of different things or video clips. And I'm just like obsessed. Like I, and I write the word obsessed. Like I'm obsessed <laughs> with this, you know, my, even my hunter boots, like the littlest thing, you know, my boyfriend's like this early birthday gift. Like you, you need this, you're on the soccer field, but I know you love them. Like it's practical from a guy, the guy brain is this mm -hmm. practical. You're on a wet field. But the loving of the girl brain, you know, in me is this is pretty, it's like this luxury item and you really yeah. want this and I want you to have this. And then I left them sitting in a box right across from my desk where I could see them mm -hmm. for days because I'm like, they're brand new. They smell like <laughs> brand new, like rubber. They smell so good. They're shiny. They're like not even a fingerprint on them. They're like mm -hmm. in the tissue, the hunter box, like the whole experience. And he's like... He's like, where are um, them? <laughs> no, he's like, you know what he said to me? And I did an Instagram story about it. He's like, are you waiting to do an unboxing video? And I'm like, oh my oh. God, you actually speak my language. Like, I love this. Love and, and then of course I did the unboxing video and I'm like, I can't wear it. I went to the pumpkin patch without them and he saw it on Instagram. And he's like, I can't believe you didn't wear them to the pumpkin patch. And I'm like, hello, <laughs> I haven't done the unboxing video. Relax. Oh my so, God. Know, those, I love that experiences and those little things to like hitch your happiness to things that you are obsessed with mm -hmm. you know like the joy I had making the video of unboxing those boots was like <laughs> so good it was like two or three 10 second clips on Instagram and it brought me like I've got the hugest smile now just thinking about it mm -hmm. so get obsessed with things and you know what there's courses online for like 20 bucks and if right. you don't have the 20 dollars because straight up like I've literally had nothing five years ago in my life and guess what I signed up for free webinars there's free stuff yeah. too and that's okay and then put it on your vision board I want to manifest the 20 bucks to get this course or your birthday's mm -hmm. coming be like mom you know what like I want this is what I want I want this course I don't need another sweater or throw blanket I, I want this course <laughs> yeah 
you know, getting resourceful too. I just think over- ourselves is huge. Yeah. And overall, just, I think one of the keys to living an authentic life is just to become obsessed with your life in general. Like just make it a giant game and make it so fun. Like the other day it was on Tuesday, I was working and I just needed a break. So I went on a walk and there's a park down the street from my apartment. And I just went and like, sat and swaying at this park for probably an hour. And I just had so much fun, like listening to music, swinging and looking at like the clear blue sky. And I was like, wow, I am just obsessed with this moment. And when you can stop and really realize when you're obsessed with the present moment, it just gets better from there. I mean, really, I think the message we're telling people is become obsessed with your life and basically stalk yourself. Like, literally (laughs) stalk yourself to see what you're obsessed with. Like, look as an outsider and be like, what made me happy this past week? Um, You know, what are the things I haven't cleaned up? And like, for everybody listening, if you didn't do, um, you know the new the uh, the new moon ritual that you emailed out like you need to get on that next time because it was really incredible and it was a little different than what I normally do Mm -hmm. and you know more far more extensive than I normally do but it was it was like what haven't I cleaned up yet what do I want and then I caught um you know low vibe story that in my head sounded good but when I started sort of putting it out and, and reading it and what have you or writing it I was like wow that's actually not as clear as it sounded in my head Mm-hmm. So there was a place for cleanup, even within what I thought was already really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that took me sitting back and being like, well, why am I stuck here? What, 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 what is with this word, this particular wording? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think getting obsessed with ourselves and finding those moments of joy and writing them out is so important. Um, so important to, yeah. to our happiness and authentic living. Mm-hmm. I agree. And if you guys don't know what she's talking about, I send out a new moon and a full moon ritual every single month to my email list. So I will leave that in the show notes if you guys want to get signed up for the next one, which will be the new moon in a couple of weeks. But yeah, so it's real goody. I give lots of steps because my process is super extensive, but it gets you thinking. So um, one of the girl messaged me on Instagram and she said that it felt like emotional cardio. And I was like, good, that's how it's supposed to feel because you need to sit down and reflect and be like, okay, well, what parts of my life can I make? Like, where can I grow? Where can I be happier? Where can I propel myself forward? And without sitting down and reflecting, without sitting down and stalking yourself, you can never grow. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, I love that you said in in the email as well, um, at the end that if people didn't have cards, you would pull them like a past, present and future card. Yep. That's, I mean, it's incredible of you to do that, but I love that you do that because not everybody is there. And they're like, well, like what cards do I get? And, you know, for if you go online and you know nothing about that, like you don't even know what to order. It's almost overwhelming. Yeah. There's, and, um, you know, I have a couple decks, so I, I, I pulled my own cards, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that that's a really, really cool thing. And, and for people to just actually take you up on it. And I think, and actually just get that ball rolling in their own life because then they're going to figure out like they get get some deck and then if you don't love it like you'll learn a little bit and then you'll start looking for another deck or you'll manifest one that will fall in your lap somehow and it'll be like your your like go-to deck 
Yeah, that's what happened to me. And actually, yeah, a couple of people did take me up on that offer and I'm always so willing to pull cards for people, but I manifested the deck that I have. I'm obsessed with the work your light deck and I manifested it by winning it in an Instagram competition. And it's like, whoever wins anything on Instagram anymore, but it was so... You do. Yeah, apparently I do. It's amazing. So it will happen. It will fall into your lap. Um, so it. just continuing on this mindset rant we're kind of going on, how does mindset tie in with our social media growth? Oh, it's huge. <laughs> social media, this is people who actually know me like personally in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I just shared this actually with a woman um, over the weekend. I went to this birthday thing and we were talking about something she'd seen on my social media. We had a good laugh about it on my story. Yeah. And I said, you know, I don't know how it came up, but I, but I did say, you know, like I I don't actually have personal social media. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I said, I only have business social media because it causes me the worst, most horrific anxiety. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You know, if if you were to look at my business presence, you would never think that social media can spark anxiety in in me. Right. Yeah. Um, But I, I did find over many years of growth that like literally opening Facebook could make me have the worst panic attack. Mm. So over time, um, I just, I stopped. I I don't have any personal social media at all. It's all business related. It is. I don't share, you know, if I share personal moments, don't confuse that. Like if I share personal moments, it is, you know, normally a behind the scenes moment of my life as a mom, because that Mm -hmm. keeps me relatable. I'm a real person. This is doable with kids. Like all all of that's the message behind it. And my kids are gorgeous and hilarious. So (laughs) I I love sharing them and, and, you know, people get to know them and, and they watch them grow up too. you know, bit by bit that's appropriate. But I think that the personal growth piece, when I just got to that place where I'm like, this is not good for me. Mm. So I'm not doing it anymore. Um, that's a big piece because you, number one, you cannot combine your personal and your business or blogging social media. It cannot be the same account. It cannot. Mm. It's like, if there was like sins of social media, that would be number one. <laughs> you, you cannot post your cat laying in a bag on your floor and then post your blog. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. you, can't, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And so that's num- number one. You, you can't combine the two. So for me, your personal growth may get to a point where either, either you have the two and you manage them separately or you shut something down. You know, ideally it's your personal stuff, not your business or blogging presence. Right. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think the second piece of personal growth is being um, at a place in your growth where sharing your message, your voice, not editing yourself, um, meaning like, you know, please edit your spelling and grammar, but don't edit your message. Your mm-hmm. like my mess. Sometimes I write things and they are blunt. If I get talking about girls and how they screw up the lives of men and their glitter everywhere in your carpet, girls, <laughs> there is not enough characters in an Instagram post. Like I could write 25 posts in a row probably. So <laughs> there's going to be certain things that just spark you and they really are, you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. So don't edit yourself. And that is only going to come from a place of growth. And when you are willing to write authentically and share it, the next step in growth is 
not caring what anybody thinks. Yeah. Not everybody's going to like you. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to love your message. Not everybody's going to get it. And that's all okay. They're not your people. It's not the right or, and, or it's not the right timing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to drop it. You, you can't worry about it because you're not going to put, unless you are putting up a picture of ice cream that says good morning every day, you're not <laughs> making everybody happy. <laughs> you're not. Right. So I think, that, I think that that piece is really important, you know, not, you know, getting to the place where you've refined your message, you have the confidence to share it, and then you're not worried about what people are going to think or say, or you're not, and you're not sharing it for validation. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need other people's validation, a confirmation that you're on the right track. Those things will come. Like I said, when yeah. people write to me and they go, you know what, you're really right. Like I, I cut off this girlfriend or I added something to my routine. I got a diffuser. I hear that a lot from people lately. Cause I think I've sparked the diffuser, um, <laughs> you know, in, in my own little circle, I've, I've, yeah. I've ignited a diffuser obsession. And, um, I think that's really, really important, though, um, to get to that place in your personal growth where it doesn't matter if your partner reads it, your mom reads it, your best friend, because those people aren't your market. They might be there and they probably follow you, but they're not like funding your business. And so you can't worry about what their opinion is. Yeah. And this all happens over time, too, because and it's something I come back to all the time. When I launched my blog, like three of my best friends at the time, none of them said a single thing. And yeah, it really hurt because it was something I was working on. But then I had to remind myself, like, they're not the target audience I'm writing to anyways. And so like, why the fuck does it matter? And so you kind of have to get over those like humps of feeling shitty about certain things, but then realizing it doesn't matter. And even through my full moon ritual, I was working on last night, a lot of like fears were stemming from, oh my gosh, but what if people think I'm like super weird? What if people think this? Or what if someone says something bad? And like one, who fucking cares? Two, they're not my people then. And three, whatever somebody else says about you is just their own limiting beliefs. So it honestly does not matter. A hundred percent. I love it. And I think that girl tribe is very important. Um, Tuesday morning, I spoke at a, at a business event. I, I attended a, a business coffee event Hmm. And, um, I spoke about, you know, the theme for the business, um, the women's business group was getting social, um, this hmm. month. So I, I talked, of course, I'd gone live in the group on Facebook and then I spoke in person about authentic presence and growth and all of these things that I am passionate about, but all of the women at the table were lacking a girl tribe. They were hmm. lacking. And, and let me correct myself. I'm not talking girl who dumps the glitter in your carpet. Like it's one word, girl tribe. And it's like your, your people. That's what I'm talking about. So they all were like, I just want like-minded people. And so I could see, okay, like you've got a toe or a foot or a few steps onto your path of personal growth. And you're recognizing that the woman you're calling your BFF, your best friend, she's not along for this ride. Mm. Now, does that make her a bad person? No. No. I mean, you know, I have girlfriends who have nine to five jobs. They are not going to be leaving them anytime soon. Um, you know, one of them I'm pushing and encouraging, pushing, pulling and encouraging to be like <laughs> starting, um, you know, a side hustle, which she has. She makes, you know, those like beautiful blankets of that chunky, um, really soft wool. Oh, yeah. Dude, she makes those and they are incredible. Oh and so I'm always like, 
raise your prices, know your worth. Like, yeah. I, you know, and so we talk about these things and I push her in that direction. Is she leaving her nine to five? Probably not. I mean, in five years, would I like her to see that? Um, yes. To see her leave that? <laughs> Absolutely. But right now, do I judge her for that? Absolutely not. She is happy. Mm-hmm. It brings her stability. It brings her a check. And that's what she's happy with. She enjoys her job and her work. And she has this beautiful side hustle that brings her a little more fulfillment, a little more money. She loves it. And Mm -hmm. she's got me to lean on, which I'm very, very grateful for um, Mm -hmm. if she needs help with her social media or what have you. So I think that recognizing that our growth looks different and finding that tribe of women who are in line with the kind of growth you're looking for is killer and it's good and you need it, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you need to cut off everybody. Yeah. Will at least 80% of those people, if we're going to 80, 20 this, <laughs> will at least 80% of those people go? Absolutely. You yep. have to also be willing to let them go yep. because most of those people who you go, look, I love you. We've got this great friendship, but now like I'm really selfishly focused on me and my well being and my growth and my hustle, my blog, my whatever, fill in the blank, my growth. That's not going to fit very well with most people. Misery loves company, lack of growth loves company complaining and living in the past on rerun loves company most people are going to be living five years ago the life they're living now and in five years nothing has changed you have to be willing to let those people go Oof, preaching i love this topic (laughs) right i love it it's so true and like misery loves company oh my god so freaking true and those are the people you need to cut off immediately whether that be like literally like i never want to see you again or just energetically like you don't have to kick them out of your life but you can cut that emotional cord and just tell yourself i'm no longer emotionally attached to their energy levels to what they have to say like i'm growing into a different direction and that's okay and they'll still be around hopefully you'll inspire them to get better but if you don't there's no attachment there Absolutely. I mean, and I think it just comes down to being in a place of growth where you are okay with letting people go with love. It mm-hmm. doesn't need to be bad feelings. That's so fucking dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. so dramatic. You can just <laughs> outgrow people and be like, I love you. I love the memories. I love the good. And I wish you well. And they may cross your path again. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Don't be burning bridges. No. <laughs> That's so bad karma. Sometime, <laughs> right? Like you can't burn the bridge because you might need to go over it again, or they might be a resource, or you might have an opportunity for that person. And what a beautiful place to get your business, your life, your blog, your platform, your voice to a place where you can bring it for somebody else um, for their good and for their message. Totally. I love that. Oh, we've gone over so much good stuff in this. Oof, I can't wait to listen to this over again. So before we head off, before everybody needs to go get a notepad and take notes over everything we just said, um, what is your and book of one top tip for manifestation? Number one top tip for manifestation would be this. Every single moment in your life, every moment to moment um, decision, thought, you know, um, everything in your life comes down to, does this make me happy or not? Mm-hmm. If you can get your brain and your mind trained to a place where nothing you do or say does not fall in line with your happiness, 
I mean, life just starts rolling in your direction. Totally. It will, it will feel when you get there, it will feel overnight, like a weight has been lifted and, you know, you pull in to, you know, wherever Starbucks and like the first spot for your car is open all the time. Mm-hmm. And your favorite barista nails your coffee every morning and the lights are all green on your drive and the kids all behave after school. Like it just, everything in your life, opportunities start crossing your path. People start reaching out. When you can live your life like that, does this make me happy? Yes or no. And if it is a no, change it, shift it, move it, detour it, whatever you need to do to make it a yes. Mm. And, um, I think, you know, I know, I know that you and I have talked about reading the seven day mental diet. Um, have you read it yet? Yes. I loved it. (laughs) Isn't it incredible? So I read that, that almost every single day. It's like, if you don't know what it is, it's less than 20 minutes. You can read the whole thing. It's, it's published as a little book, but essentially it was an essay initially when it was written in I think the 1930s. It will change your life and solidify what I just suggested as the number one tip for manifesting. Because there's only two ends of the stick. This is classic Abraham Hicks. If you're if you if you're not an Abraham listener, mm-hmm. you know there's either there's what you want and an, an abundance, and there's a lack and what of, of what you don't want. And if you are like, well, I don't have this, and I don't want that, and I didn't like that, and that doesn't make me feel good. Well, guess what? You are gonna wake up tomorrow morning with the tsunami of mm-hmm. all kinds of shit you don't want. If you can be like, you know, this worked well for me and I like that and just back burner what's not working. It's not, not, in a, not in a sweep it under the rug, um, unhealthy way, but, but don't, don't focus on it because what you feed will get bigger. Yeah. I love right? that. So yeah, focus on, does this make me happy? Yes or no. And if there's something that's a no, there's always going to be no, but oh, if always. it's a no, you know, steer away from it, find something that happens, mentally sit down, you know, hold there. There's a great example. I would maybe grab that rock off my bedside table. It's ice cold. Two, three minutes. I sit with it and I just focus on what was something that made me really happy. Maybe it was like a date that I went on. Maybe it was like a beautiful dinner I made. Maybe it was, um, you know, something I, I watched, you know, I don't really watch anything, but that was a bad example, but <laughs> you know, it's uh, well, eat, pray, love. I watched that probably four times a month while I, you know, work from bed love. and uh, <laughs> I, I just watched it like kind of on repeat and in the background. And maybe it's just a moment. I really had like a thought where I saw a, a piece of the movie that made me go, wow, like I want to have that experience. And then I, you know, it's like this dream. You start focusing on what you want. Mm-hmm. So focus on what you want and what makes you happy and, and just back burner the rest. Mm, I love that. I've heard people phrase that as like, it's either a hell yes or a hell no. Always live your life Absolutely. by hell yeses. And you know what? Don't tell yourself some bullshit story that you can't do that because yes, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. You know, yeah. if the kids have taken over your life, you've allowed that. So rein it back in, set some boundaries. Yeah, it'll be a couple weeks of struggle. But you know what? Two weeks from now, your life and your home can have a totally different vibe. If your partner's miserable, start being more happy. They're either going to match your vibe or they might move out. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you have to do things that make you happy. You, you can take that power back because we get so swamped as women that we have all these stories in five years or in 10 years. Like why waste the 10 10 years? years? Why wait? 
Why wait to be happy? That's like the dumbest that's, that's thing right. ever to me. Why would you wait? I mean, honestly, it really, it is, it really is yeah. dumb. Oh, <laughs> it is. All right. Wow. Whew. We have just literally covered so much, guys. Start asking yourself in every single moment, does this make me happy or not? So good. Just thank you so much for chatting with me today. This was so fun, even though your power is out, and I hope it resumes soon. <laughs> I mean, I've got three beautiful candles burning. I've got the, the romantic light of my iPad shining on my desk and <laughs> a hot coffee. What, what more can I ask for? I mean, I have, I have you know, data, and, uh, and here we are doing this. Talk about living authentically. Mm-hmm. Talking about authentic living in, in an authentic moment with no power. You know, <laughs> just pick up the pieces and we keep moving. We just keep rolling with it. Okay, where can everyone find you? Uh, Studio 99. So named after my, my son's birthday, I have a cool 11-11 birthday, but my mm-hmm. oldest son's birthday, as you know, is nine nine ninety nine. Like, how cool is that? The- so um, Studio 99 on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, my website is studio99.ca. So the word 90 and then the number nine. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can basically find clothing companies. Um, you can find my, um, in my bio on Instagram, you can find links to basically my kids' clothing company, my women's clothing company, my blog, which, which is um, com, And you can basically find everything and, and, um, and stalk me as you wish. Yes. Dive all in because there is so much to see. There's so much to look at. And you can get, oh, do you want to tell them about your little Instagram guide that you have? Yeah, actually, link in my bio on Instagram. You can uh, you can find it through there as well. I have multiple links, but you can download a free guide on having basically just a better experience on Instagram. I think the number one thing that I am right now preaching about on Instagram every few posts is unfollowing people. Because if people do not motivate, educate, or inspire you, they need to get the fuck off your feed. <laughs> I mean... Honestly, I don't know how more bluntly to say that, but um, that's what people need to do. And I have women, even this week, I've had a few women reach out and say, you know what, I did that. And I actually feel pretty good about it. So take the power back. You don't need to be following, you know, anybody who doesn't inspire you or educate you. You need to look at what you're giving, you know, yourself access to. Mm -hmm. It's really so Absolutely. Every season, go through and unfollow people. And um, if you need some great inspiring accounts, I mean, creep through who I'm following. I think I follow, you know, less, I'm, I'm in less than a thousand people. So you can go through there. You're going to find some pretty inspiring accounts. Um, you know, your classics, your Gabby Bernstein, your champagne diet, oh, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the classic powerhouse women, but my God, are they inspiring? So mm, love them. I love your guide. It's super cute. So you guys, I will leave the link below to her Instagram, to her website, and then to that Instagram guide. So you guys can download it straight from there. So thank you so much for being on. It was so much fun. Love you so much. Girl, I love you. Thank you for having me on. And I'm so glad that we actually met in person. I mean, I Vancouver, know. Nebraska, who, who knew that a week ago we'd like have a Bellini together. I know. So cool. So good. Oh, so good. Amazing. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Beautiful. Enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks for having me on. Oh, you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. 
If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.